Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. When you left me without a warning It didn't hurt so bad Said you called me, but I've been wanted Since I was a kid Now I'm running from my problems Bounty on my head Now I'm running from my problems Bounty on my head I'm an outlaw And you can't catch me now Oh, I'm an outlaw And you can't catch me now At a standoff with my lover Who is quick draw Felt a bullet penetrate me Deep in my heart And I never thought I'd get shot down like this And I never thought I'd get shot down like this. And did you learn from your Paul? Cause I did. And did you learn from your Paul? Cause like him, I'm an outlaw. And you can't catch me now Oh, I'm an outlaw And you can't catch me now I'm an outlaw you can't catch me now, oh, I'm an outlaw. You can't catch me now, oh, 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 Never thought I'd get shot down like this And I never thought I'd get shot down like this And did you learn from your Paul? Cause I did And did you learn from your Paul? Cause I did 
And did you learn from your Paul? Cause like him, I'm an outlaw. Run in, run in, run in, run in. From all, all my problems. Yeah. What'd y'all think? Good? Let's give it up one more time for Angel White. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? It's going good. Doing it's all going right? good. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling this evening? Pretty great. So this is a, a new experience for you? It is, 100%. First my podcast, y'all. First podcast ever. <laughs> we so, made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. Um, you know, typically I just like to, you know, get into people's stories. I love that... Um, you know, you saw the same opportunity here, a, mm -hmm. a storytelling session as exactly. you put on the, exactly. the promo today. And I knew that it was going to be uh, a perfect night to drop in with you. Um, I've heard, you know, a little buzz around town, around your name. And several people came to me and said, uh, you know, Angel, he needs to come play your venue. Like, he's one of the best performers I've seen. And, uh, um, Justin, yeah, shout out Justin, <laughs> but there's multiple people, yeah. including Zach. I was gonna say Zach. Yeah. And, know. and that's when I, uh, you know, when I get multiple signs pointing in the same direction, that's usually when I start perking up yeah. and, and, uh, we have that opportunity here, man. And, um, you know, it's been really incredible to just start to, you know, hear different industries and different people's stories about how they, you know, got started and what they do mm -hmm. as well as how they wound up here in Austin. And, uh, you know, there's been some debate, like, is this a local podcast? And I'm like, yeah, it is. But there's so many people coming from so many different directions coming to contribute here. Um, and Angel is one of those folks. And we're glad oh, to have thank you, man. man. Thank you. So let's, uh, yeah, if you want to just do a little introduction and kind of get oh. into where this all began, man. <laughs> where do I start? Um, well, I'm Angel um, from Cleburne, Texas little small town outside Fort Worth, uh, about like 45 minutes west, if any of you are familiar with that area. Um, but yeah, I didn't start making music until probably my senior year of high school. Um, and I was rapping. Uh, it was fun. Like, that was, was kind of the whole idea of it. It was just having fun with friends, making little songs, this and that. Um, and then I, I went to after I graduated high school, I went to play uh, college ball at Southern Nazarene University because football was like my my whole thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, but also I want to be a veterinarian, so I was going to school to be a veterinarian, uh, to be a equine surgeon for horses. Um, and that shit was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to like you know I was a biochem major while playing football and it was intense so it was like i have to i had to choose either you know be a veterinarian or play ball um and i didn't like the football program so i was like well let me just finish out finish out this year um doing and then i ended up doing graphic design um and just like learning coding and all that kind of stuff because that's what i wanted to do um which, you know, has definitely benefited me because I can make my own websites and that whole thing. Um, so after that first year of college, I left and I was like, well, I guess music is, is it. Because I was still doing music at the time. Uh, like, taking an, I was, you know, taking a train back home for the weekend just to record some songs. Um, but after I left school, 
I started a band called Three Trees um, and was living with the homies and, and just making music. Um, and that that's probably really when I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is one, it's really fun. And two, like, it's something that I really believe that I can do. Um, and bands fizzle out. Um, <laughs> that one fizzled out. It was like eight months. We played some shows, this and that, but people worried about other things. And uh, homie had a kid, so it just really just didn't work. Um, but I knew for for myself that I was still, you know, gonna do it. Um, and that's kind of when Angel White was spawned, like right after that uh, period. What um, year was this? Twenty twenty sixteen. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I really, and I didn't start playing guitar until 2016. Um, really? And that's when I, that's like when I started like diving into writing my own songs and not that I wasn't before, but kind of. It's a different approach. Yeah, yeah, just a different approach. Exactly. Because uh, a friend of mine, Spencer, he was like, yo, bro, stop rapping. Like, just start singing. Yeah. Um, and at first I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But really when I started the band, I was singing a whole lot more. Because the band was like this, uh, like, Rage Against the Machine-esque, you know. It was just inspi- heavily inspired by Rage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if any of you are familiar with Rage, like, you know what he does. Yeah. You know what they do. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but, but yeah, that's that's really where, where it spawned in, I guess, what, five years later? Yeah, man. You know, I'm here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I hear so many different, you know, points of that story that really it seems like, you know, you're just at this point where it's an accumulation of all these things that you dabbled in or, you know, explored. And I kind of came up the same way where I wanted to have my feet wet in everything, you know, from from horseback riding to sports to music to, you know, everything Mm -hmm. I could get my hands on just to kind of start to draft up this idea of who I wanted to be or who I didn't want to (laughs) be for sure. Um, But yeah, man, I think it's, it's so cool to see people, you know, express themselves that way and not, you know, shy away from any, you know, one part of their life where they say, you know, like, I used to rap, you know, and they just don't talk about that anymore or something, Mm -hmm. but, you know, just for it to keep influencing you to, to be who you are now. And now you come on, you come on the scene with this, like, you know, country boy swag and it's, it's (laughs) awesome, man. It's, you got, you got the style for sure. Yeah. Me too, man. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, can't wear that off. Nah. You know, we may be posted up on fourth street, but still in our roots. (laughs) Yeah. I got horses in Fort Worth. That's it, man. (laughs) So, um, yeah, man, I think, you know, I, I'd like to touch on tonight, you know, just the specific journey of, you know, what an artist's path is, you know, what it's meant to you, mm-hmm. um, you know, going down that path and really committing yourself to it for five years. Like some people don't underestimate, you know, or underestimate that feat mm-hmm. of, um, you know, how much passion you have to have and how much love for it you have to have. and to continue to grow and ask more of yourself and really develop your style. Um, you know, it's so important for artists to, to do that for a while to really, you know, be true to themselves and, and know how to, you know, create a foundation of, um, work ethic really, mm-hmm. you know, cause people, they look at the, the stars or the, you know, the people that are you know at the top and it's like, man, you don't know what it took to get there. Yeah. You know, how many how many gigs they played where they're hauling their own gear in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Plenty. I popped into <laughs> to South Congress Hotel the other night, see you for the first time. And, you know, it was just such a cool, like, low-key set. Um, and, you know, I love to see artists in different environments like that. And it sounds like you've, you know, you've been in a, a wide variety of them coming from Dallas, like getting your start in Deep Ellum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, let's just take it back to those days and kind of, I'm sure there were some, uh, some tipping points, whether, you know, you're like going to keep going down that road or, you know, where there was, was s- your mindset through it all? So, so we'll go back to like after the band kind of like fizzled out. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll go even before then, uh, when I was like doing the whole rap thing. Yeah. Um, cause it was also more than, 
you know just wanting to rap i just wanted to like be able to make people feel make people happy make people you know want to do what they want to do for sure um i would ride my skateboard around with like a smiley face cardboard you know spray painted um i was a little hippie like for the most part yeah uh really like and not even just you know the whole like uh smoke weed like i'm a hippie you know not that like the real like lifestyle of a of a hippie uh the positivity the love the the openness that's that's what i was like shit since i was little little early on yeah um you know my mom always being like oh he's such a free spirit you know that's that's really you know what i am yeah um so that itself translates through everything that i do whether it be rap, whether it be playing guitar, whether it be working with animals, whether it be, you know, I got bees, like working with bees, like that's all just like very just free spirited things. Um, and, and again, I love animals, so I'm going to do everything that I can to work with them. Yeah. Um, but then, so yeah, band fizzles out. I kind of start my own thing, and that's where Deep Ellum comes in because I was just uh, busking a lot. Yeah. Like, I didn't work. I was just busking, playing. I had just started playing guitar, so it was like a big learning space. Like in to- downtown Dallas? Mm-hmm. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and at the time, like 2016, Deep Ellum was like really cool. Uh, very, uh, what's the word? I don't know. They just it was a it was a it was art. Yeah, like yeah, like very progressive kinda, in the art yeah. world. Yeah. Um, now it's like pretty. Uh, I <laughs> might as well come to Austin. Yeah, now. it's just not that. It's not cool. <laughs> yeah. um, it's super crowded. Yeah. Um, and not not in a good way. Just like crowded. Yeah. Just people. I guess it would kind of be like Sixth Street of now. Not yeah. that Sixth Street is bad. I don't go to Sixth Street. Um, and nothing against anyone who goes. Um, nah, that's not true. I've gone before. Barbarella's is pretty tight. Yeah, there's some good spots. Yeah, there's good spots. We need, but we crowded. need to bring it back. Yeah, but crowded. Like, you know, yeah. you could go down. You could, in 2016, you can go to Deep Ellum, set up your stuff, and play, and, like, people be really receptive. Yeah. Um just to the fact that you're out there doing that yeah um which which helped me um but don't get me wrong there's days that you know people don't even look at you but that really wasn't the point of what i was doing i was trying to just get better myself and and that's really where i kind of gained my voice yeah um because you know a lot of projection a lot of like trying to get people to hear you and and um and get their attention Mm-hmm. Uh, make them want to stay. Make it's them want these days. Yeah, make them want to be in this world that you're in, mm-hmm. um, which is moment. still the goal. Like, how do you get people to to not only enjoy your world but like stay there? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you know, 2016, I'm busking, da 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 da, and then I get asked to go on tour with a friend of mine. His name's Mod Son. Um. 25 city tour in a month you know it was my first like real anything 25 cities in a month yeah we had two off days um so it was like you know you do a show and and that night we're leaving to the next town um it was an amazing experience and it was a rap tour and then i was like the third act you know come out with my guitar just me and my guitar uh and it was pretty pretty great like everybody who would come up to me or whatever just oh that was so refreshing this and that um and also like his fan base is like super open super hippie he's a hippie um but well now he's more pop rock but that's besides the point um going that machine gun kelly rock yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> like best friends with machine gun kelly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um it was it was a beautiful experience yeah. and like every day i was just like taking things in like i didn't really have the chance to be like ah oh, this was this or this was that i was just taking it in just taking it all in um 
and then after that I mean he would always keep up with me like you know what you got going da 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 uh and then he asked me to go on his second tour that he had had um but I ended up not going on that just personal reasons didn't really make sense for me um and I was really just writing just a lot of writing yeah um trying to you know trying to work on a record which I was working on a record for like a few years and then ended up trashing it and then started on another one which is the one that I have right now it's the artist curse it's never good enough right never good enough that but yeah. and I will are you getting closer oh we're there yeah we're there <laughs> Hell yeah. um but I will say like that's that's my biggest uh I don't want to say downfall because it's not a downfall. Um, but sometimes I, I can get, just get in the way of myself. I yeah. was like, ah, oh, this could be better. This could be this. And you can just run in circles with that. That's And that's anything, like whether you're working on music, whether you're just trying to figure out your whole life plan. Mm -hmm. Like there's no plans. <laughs> like the universe will laugh at your plans. Yeah. Um, and that's a fact. Like <laughs> you make plans. They're not going to go as planned. You thought. But that's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, which is the biggest thing is like knowing that that's okay and yeah. knowing that it's gearing you, you know, elsewhere that will be just as progressive as your plan that you had. Yeah. I think that's a big part of growing, man, is like, you know, there's a good, it's a good trait to be driven or be organized in a way that you can say, Hey, I want to achieve this or, you know, I want to go after this specific goal. Um, but I've realized, you know, I was the I was the epitome of just put my head down, not listen to anybody. I'm gonna make this shit happen, mm -hmm. kind of attitude, and like it, it it kicked my ass every time. And like it took a few tries before I just started listening up, and, and then I realized that so many of us just go through life with these blinders on, you know, of like you get so hyper fixated on one specific goal, going down one specific way, that we forget this world is abundant around mm -hmm. us and there's opportunity all around you and it could be right in your face just yelling your name screaming at you mm -hmm. just to veer off path a little bit just yeah. a little bit and uh you know you got to be careful just to to you know be aware of your surroundings be aware of who's coming into your life you know that i i always try to be the most aware of relationships um and people because that for me has just pointed you know its finger at you know the the right way of carrying myself or treating people or pursuing the right you know life paths mm -hmm. to where i still have the ability to you know be aware of new things and, yeah you know it's that's uh yeah a big big point of growing is recognizing that not being too attached right? yeah detachment so, yeah but still keep your drive you know keep that focus mm -hmm. but do both yeah yeah you gotta but, be, uh, you gotta learn how to mesh it yeah you know? leave some room for spontaneity exactly man um yeah i want to touch back a little bit back on you know kind of your your creative process and it sounds like you're inspired by you know just expressing yourself and making people feel and and i love when you said that you know just give people a glimpse of of what it's like in angel's world you know mm -hmm. and and um i get that man like it's it's so tough for people to truly stop and you know i was i was at your show the other night um and this cat was sitting next to me and his name was bernardo you know mm -mm. all right but he knows you <laughs> and he leans over and he's like hey what's up man it's like what's up he's like my name is bernardo shout out bernardo <laughs> and uh but we we're just talking he's like how do you feel right now like what is this show like making you feel and i was just like i love this dude <laughs> and um i was just like man you know because it's my first impression he just saw me sit down i think he asked me if i'd seen you before mm -hmm. and i said no and i was like man there's this there's this theatrical approach and it's it's poetry that's happening in front of you you know just every facet you know you're hitting all the senses and it was it was truly special to see people that were there for that reason mm -hmm. and bernardo was like dude like i came down from dallas 
I've hardly missed a show. In no, life. no, no. I do know Bernardo. Okay, cool. I cool. do. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was like, man, like, I've hardly missed a show. And uh, I, I thought that was really special, man. Yeah. Like, you're bridging the gap between two cities here in Texas and showing people that, you know, there's a scene and it's happening here. You know, Deep Ellum may not be what it used to be. But, you know, I think the beautiful thing about being an artist and especially the chance to go on that tour is you just get so much perspective of what you like and what you don't like um, about venues and about settings. And, and that's when you can really start to fine tune the way that you, you know, present your Definitely. craft. Like mm-hmm. presentation is everything to me. Obsess it on is. it. Yeah, and uh, it is. I can tell we are the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So let's just get more into that creative process. Like ideally, you know, if you're in a flow of writing, um, if you're in a f- flow of creating, you know, what does that look like for you? Is it, you know, early morning with a mm. cup of coffee or late night? I mean, it's coffee every morning. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but it's pretty, it's not like set. Like, I'm not like, all right, I'm going to write a song today or I'm going to do this today. I'm gonna, it's, it's really never like that. I'm pretty just like inspired. Uh-oh. Uh so sometimes if, late night y- late night <laughs> sometimes walking through alleys yeah uh like me and Austin you know we yeah. went and played some pool and then walking through some alleys like wrote like two songs just doing that so cool. it's it's life like i try to make sure that i'm living yeah um and not so fixated on i got to make it i got to make this i got to make that cuz that's not i don't think the things that last are made like that um because it's another thing too is just like timelessness i'm super focused on just making something timeless um and you know it being able to stand the test of time and that was kind of going back to that uh um kind of perfectionist view is like it's not necessarily that i want it to just be perfect because that's not an actual thing um, I just wanted to like stand up, hold its ground. Yeah, I think you know that's that's interesting because for something to be truly timeless or like really stand out, especially now in this day and age of just like an overwhelming amount of information and stimulation and just exposure mm-hmm. to everything, like for something to truly stand out as authentic, like somebody has to really really being paying attention like they got to be super aware of what's going on culturally and socially and you know economically all of these things to where people don't realize how much inspiration artists are pulling from that Mm -hmm. you know whether it's on a local level or global level like i meet a lot of artists now you know thankfully to this platform and this room man where i'm getting to have these conversations and i've just realized how many dudes you know are thinking mm-hmm. about their craft and the way they present it and you know whether it's you know those do- nether hour i've been i've been messing around with them and they're a blast and their shows yeah. and like they've got their act like down pat you know they they seem all wild and out of control but it's highly highly refined and mm-hmm. meticulous like they know what they're doing they're it's working it's smart and um i see so many artists like that's what I'm inspired by now is like just seeing what people's approach is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I'd, I'd love to kind of, you know, just touch on that. As yeah. And then really for instance, so the song I just put out, uh, friend or lover, um, that was the, the release in November. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. New song and video. Um, go listen to that shit on Spotify. Y'all. Yeah. It's pretty over great. and over and over <laughs> number one hit in um, 2022. So the song itself was, I wrote in 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, had it as a voice memo for a couple of years. And then, well, we'll even go before then. Uh, I'm kind of given, given the video, but there's a shot of me on, the to- on a tow truck, like crucified on a tow truck. Um, my buddy Leo and I thought about that shot in 2016. Yeah. It was like, this would just be super tight if we if we did that we didn't know what it was going to be for 
nothing. Yeah. It was like, this would just be a sick shot. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to 2020 of October, we ended up having the chance to shoot the video and, and do that shot. So it's just, and I, and I can't, I, I'm only speaking for myself. Like only I have like held on to the things that I've made that long. Um, you know, there's some people who can make stuff in a day or a couple weeks, you know, it's not years, but, but that was just this like very time, timely progression that, you know, when we put it out, it was like, all right, this is here forever. What was the, what was the thing about that song where you said, all right, now's the time. Like, sounds like you kind of had it in your back pocket, kind of protecting it. Like kind of protecting it and holding way too hard on it. Yeah. It was like, oh, you know, it's not the right time or it is the right time. But then there's, you know, spaces that I've been in where I was like, shit, like I need to drop some, I need to drop something. Yeah. Um, but this just kind of really, it just aligned because the day that I dropped it, November 12th is the day that my great grandmother was born. And there's a whole thing with that that we can get into maybe here in a second but that was kind of the significance and it was also like it may be old to me you know like I said going back to 2018 like it may be old to me but it's going to be new to everybody who who hears it or who kind of taps into the to the world that I've created yeah um but yeah amazing man yeah, so um, big month, you know, like releasing a new single and like, are you compiling for an album now? You know, is that kind of on the radar? So it's there. The yeah. album's there. Yeah. <laughs> Projected for the end of December. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to just say projected cool. for the end of december <laughs> keep us in the loop <laughs> yeah um yeah man so let's get into kind of what was it like had, had you fucked with austin at all before when did you move to austin first well i'm off? still in dallas yeah so you're just yeah, kind of touching base dallas. playing yeah, some here. shows around here i'm here like every other week cool um for shows and my lady yeah um that's kind of really why i'm here for the most part Awesome. I would like to move here by like January. That yeah. would be sick. Yeah. Um which is, you know, that's kind of the goal. Uh but but really just been here for shows and good man. What are you enjoying about the scene here? The scene, it's it's open like it's just, it really just seems like everybody's open arms. Yeah. Um which is not in Dallas. Um and there's people who do stuff in Dallas, but it's really not like a community. It's not, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's not as as open and fresh as yeah. Austin is to me. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like Dallas couldn't elevate me, really, because um, again, you know, I've been there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and been and also like seeing the changes happen. That's for me when I start seeing like things change a lot around me i'm like all right well it's time for me to leave yeah it's time for a new horizon yeah exactly it's yeah. time for me to get out of here yeah um because i don't care to play a show there i really don't nothing against dallas and it's like the next time i do play a show you know i want it to be where you know i'm having to go back there yeah to play a show sure you know and it's sold out house of blues or whatever yeah. um yeah. but i'm not I don't want to be there right now, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. You know, it's fine. Yeah, man. I mean, that's something I've noticed, you know, about the, the kind of the, the setting and scene here in Austin now, like it's been interesting to me to see how it's coming back after the pandemic, you know, like prior to that, I was in the military for like six years. And so I was just like in and out of Austin, half of which I was underage, you mm-hmm. know? So like I wasn't really downtown much while I was in the military and um but growing up here seeing the scene knowing musicians it always just seemed like this small town feel amongst musicians and mm-hmm. i'm not really seeing that come back right now there's a lot more scrapping for gigs and it's it's almost a different approach now is like the people that are winning now are businessmen mm-hmm. they're entrepreneurs that 
you know, are facilitating their own career. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to me to see, you know, like you said, with the graphic design background and like all those things that you're pulling from in order to, to make it happen here. Um, I mean, it's, it's cool in one hand, but then also in the other, I want to see a lot more support Mm -hmm. around artists and I want to see more of a unified, you know, vision of kind of what this town could be and in the music scene and how we play gigs and how we treat artists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think there's still, you know, everything is so fresh as far as what's coming back after the pandemic that, um, you know, I think we've got an opportunity to really, you know, stir some shit up here. But yeah. I think uh, it's been really interesting to me to hear how things shifted through the pandemic for you know an artist like i've heard just so many different stories obviously it's more solitude it's more creative space Mm -hmm. there's more you know you're taking a step out of you know the rat race and you know taking a look at really what things were Mm -hmm. you know like were you even aware that things were changing you know in in deep ellum or in dallas or was it like this slight pause where you're just like oh it's time for something new, you know. I'm interested to hear. Everybody's different. Yeah, so I saw it changing. Yeah. Like, a couple years after I was playing down there. Uh, and, it, you know, it's more so just, like, them throwing up these, like, boutique bullshit-ass shops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it just wasn't, like, culturally... Uh, I don't know, inviting, I guess. Yeah. Like, it pushed a lot of people out. Yeah. Which, I get it, I understand, but to me, it just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. Um, It's like, you know, why are we getting, like, rid of these things when they're, like, the heart of it? Yeah, it's history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But I kind of lost the point. There's just no more depth, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's... They take the heart out of it. Yeah. They take the heart the soul. out of it. And it's... It hurts me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like... I'm a very, like, soulful person. Yeah. Like, I'm pure soul. Like, oh, that's... You're taking my inspiration, bro. Exactly. <laughs> I need this surrounding to um, to resonate. Yeah. Because, um, cause, yeah. Because, again, the my environment is really yeah. what is inspiring me mm-hmm. um that's why i love open spaces i mean i'm from the country i love open spaces i love horses i love being able to just like walk out and just open space that's that's just what i like naked huh naked yeah, if dude. we're naked we're naked speaking the same language yeah. now <laughs> god i miss that like, i didn't wear clothes until i was 18 hey i, I kind of wish i was like that yeah. I had on shorts and boots, but yeah, no, I lived in the suburbs. My neighbors hated me. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. She's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how is your ass still that white? <laughs> you got no clothes. That's funny, man. Well, uh, what's on the horizon, man? What are you What are you looking forward to? You know, somebody asked me the other day what my uh, my long term goals were, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What are we talking like?" Six months, 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause my perspective of what long-term is now is, is tripping me out. Yeah. I can't believe it's almost 2022. It is. Yeah. Like, next month. Yeah. It's blowing um, my It's still, like, 80 degrees. Boy, was sweating today. <laughs> um, what, are, what is on the horizon? As, really, as far as what I want, long-term goal yeah. is a farm. Nice. Uh, and I've said that for the last, like, 10 years. I mean, I grew up on a farm, so, like, that's what I want. That's that's really what I see is a, a sustainable life. Yeah. Which is also another focus is just, like, being sustainable. Um, oh. And then that translated into music. Like, how do I be the most sustainable with music? Um, like, this last year, I didn't, I didn't work you know, a job, quote unquote, um, cause I was just had the, um, opportunity to just live off music. I was doing a lot of production stuff and, um, uh, working with some, working with some good people. Yeah. Um, and that allowed me to not have to work. Um, so that so I was like, damn, 
so it is sustainable you know i learned like a lot of things on yeah how to be in this industry because it's a it's an industry and you got to know how to navigate or you will end up i don't know burn out or pushed out 40 years old trying to make it yeah um and that's not what i'm trying to be um but that also you know i know i'm a great person i know that i have a lot to offer whether that be personality uh the things that i create and i've been that way since i was a kid like just people would gravitate yeah um and it's always been that way so that's kind of always what it is is like whether because people will meet me it don't even matter like if they know i do music or not um they just uh, you you feel good like (laughs) you feel good um and that's important like i think the most important like you know throw not throw away but let's push everything that i do aside and it's like you feel good you're a good person you got good intentions you got good heart you know that's that's my focus yeah um it comes back to that awareness yeah 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 you gotta be aware aware. of your own energy and energy if if you're neglecting any part of yourself then that that frequency changes right not to get too woo woo no 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 that uh, shit's real as fuck it does man (laughs) it does and you know it's like for me i can feel that when somebody's really happy with where they're at or not or they're uneasy it's like you know it's you can feel out in an interaction and but you know when somebody is sure of themselves and and hearing you say that man they're like i'm a good person you know i'm I'm happy like that you know that translates i felt that i'm sure y'all did too and and um you know i'm i'm proud of you sitting in this moment being able to say that you know not a lot of people can where it feels sincere Mm -hmm. and um i think that's what's going to translate know through your music and and through your art and um yeah i think we're all happy to be here in this moment of time and and celebrate you tonight and celebrate each other um people want to be around good people like for sure why wouldn't you want to be around good people yeah and i (laughs) like i think that's it man like that's why i you know built this room and set it up this way is like there is a capacity in here like artists are going to roll through maybe you know maybe it's your favorite band or your favorite artist you go to all their shows or maybe you're seeing them for the first time what's cool about this space is like people come in they play they do their stand-up comedy they do whatever we're doing here and then there's no stage there's no green room yeah like you just take a step off this carpet and you're mixing <laughs> it up man yeah. and they're like they're like where'd you go to high school and you're like god i wish there's a green room no, <laughs> but uh no it's 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 great and i think that's what the opportunity i saw here with this space was just like that's the austin i know mm-hmm. like where there are no boundaries you know people whether it's your first day in austin or you've been here your whole life or you know it it doesn't matter you you know you both got your feet on the ground here in this city and the ability to you know shake hands or fist bump or whatever it is you do um just get to know each other and um get to know the artists that you see out like you know i'm glad you learned how to project your voice you know over loud bars and conversations like that makes you what you are today but but also man like we just need to listen when we see somebody pouring their heart out um and taking the time to you know play a show like who knows maybe they work that nine to five all fucking day too and then they pack their car and then mm-hmm. they load it out and then they put on a set and nobody's listening <laughs> like because i've been there yeah you, you better, know I've, I've played the empty shows yeah i've played the yeah the five people shows but i've also played the 500 people shows yeah. um but also playing on the street is what like allowed me to not even look at that yeah because it doesn't matter and maybe it was like 2019 20 maybe 2018 like late 2018 um i was on mushrooms and um i do love psychedelics um sponsored by psilocybin um i had a sponsored by god (laughs) 
I had this, or I still have this. It's like this blue and gold, uh, like tapestry type thing. Kind of looks like this carpet. Um, But I was in my room and I had it laid on the ground and I was just playing. And I was like, this is what it is. Like, this is my sacred space that I let people see. Hmm. And like, it really changed my whole stage, everything. Um, Because when when you're on the street, playing you are trying to get people's attention you're trying to you're trying to draw them in yeah um but that was like all right no let me you know create my space and let people see into it yeah um if you're putting out the right vibe and it's authentic then that it does translate it will be received like 100 percent um you don't have to you do have to try definitely try yeah but in that in that uh aspect like i didn't want to have to like try to just like grab these people um with what i'm doing i would much rather than be like oh i want to be here yeah um again i keep losing the point of what it's I'm all saying. right man it happens <laughs> I say, i'm um, just on more so just like tangents which is fine yeah um no mushrooms are great i love mushrooms yeah. i um, love mushrooms <laughs> Sometimes they can be crazy, but yeah. if they're crazy, then that's just it's, you crazy. It's, it's, you yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah. It's, fixi- it's fixing <laughs> something in here, and that's all right too. That is. Um, yeah, man. I think some of my favorite memories, you know, traveling the world and stuff, were like. I mean, I remember this one time I was in uh, Osaka, Japan, and I was just backpacking alone uh, while I was on leave for a short stint, and. Um, I remember this like brass band like trumpets sax just like busting it out like mm. on the side of the street yeah. and uh we were drinking these chew highs so we were feeling good it's like like our seltz their seltzers yeah but, um but i was with like three or four other people you know i think it's two americans and you know two brits or something like that and we just started dancing man and like everybody in the street just stopped and the band, like, they were kind of jamming, and then we started dancing, and then it just, like, blew up, mm-hmm. and everybody just started running, and there was, like, probably 40 or 50 people just dancing in the street, man, See? and that, that felt so good, and, yeah. you know, and, man, I'll do that in front of a mariachi band or Angel White or when whoever's it's real, it's playing received. on the street, like, <laughs> show them some love, yeah. man, like, I'll get down to some mariachi. <laughs> I will. <every> day. <laughs> I'm trying to get a mariachi bed in here. That'd be sick. That would be sick. <laughs> Help me with I'd that. I'd be warrior. here. Let's go. I'd let's be here for that. sure. Well, uh, let's open it up for a Q and A. Um, I like to get this crowd mic out, and um, yeah, just feel free to to open this conversation up if you have anything that you're thinking or uh, that's on your mind that you want to ask Angel or I. Hit us anything. up. Yep. Use your time, Austin. Just get in his head. <laughs> As if you don't know him all well enough. I know him pretty well. <laughs> so, really, kind of the process is a f- just freestyling thing. Um, you know, you kind of like will hit this stream. Um, because I, I write poetry a lot. Like, I've been writing a book for the last, like, four years. Um, Me too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's really just this stream. Like, I hit the stream. It's coming out. And then whether it be like, oh, let me voice memo this real quick before I forget. Or, you know, let me jot down this one line that I know if when I look back at it, it'll spark that stream. Um, that's really kind of what the process is. It's not... Like I kind of stated before, I don't wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to write a song today. Um, there's times where I will maybe sit down and be like, let me just like make something. And whatever comes out, that's what it is. But it's really never just like such this calculated thing of creation. Because um, I don't even think that's how things are created. Well, don't get me wrong. No, that's not true. Things are created like that. But not for me. Um, it's very just like freestyle feeling just feeling um because that's sometimes i'll write shit and i don't even know what it means but i know how it felt when i was writing it 
uh and then maybe like two years later i have an experience that like is like that so i'm like whoa this is what that meant um so yeah it's just a stream of consciousness that is just flowing and then i capture it or sometimes i don't because i've had times where i'm just playing and i'll sing a whole song and it's gone with the wind but that's just what it is Yeah, I have at least like three albums of voice memos. <laughs> We're making one right now. We're making one right now, exactly. Um, but yeah, just a stream, very, very stream-like. If if you ever want to challenge your creative process, especially if you think like pretentiously about it, about being so exact, go read Hunter S. Thompson's schedule for for writing. Hmm. That That shit blows my mind every time. Like, wakes up 1 p.m., like, drinks all day. Like, does, like, cocaine 10 p.m., smokes weed 11 p.m., like, makes another drink at 12. It just, like, his drug schedule goes until 3 a.m., sits down to write. <laughs> no, thank you. That's a lot. Legend. Can I use the bathroom really quick? What's that? Can I use the bathroom? Yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's get, uh, anybody want to ask me a question? Favorite book? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, favorite book of all time? Uh, I always quote um, Shamhala by uh, Chogam Trungpa. It's one of my favorites ever. Um, my buddy Pat, he put me onto a book called The Fifth Sacred Thing. Um, that's a beautiful book. I think everybody, I think it should be mandated right now to read it. It's a bold statement, but I think it should. You want me to tell you about it? Yeah. All right. So, so oh, man. So it's like this, this utopian society, right? It's perfect. And it's in San Francisco. I love San Francisco. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's what my favorite book was while you okay. were gone. We're stalling. Um, but anyway, so... There's these people in San Francisco, the government cuts off all their resources, water and food. And at the time, like famine takes over. Tell me if I'm getting this wrong. Just wave if I'm getting it wrong. So famine takes over and everybody's getting really sickly and like giving up. And these four women walk out into an intersection with pickaxes and they start chipping away at the asphalt. And it's just kind of this symbolic thing of like regenerating the city, right? So they start busting up all the, co the concrete and growing vegetables and then they go out and they route water from local rivers. Anyway, it just turns into this utopia that the government has completely cut off. And what they realize is they start getting all these healing powers back because they're living off the land. And at, at the whole time the army is like closing in to fight them and they get an entire city to commit to a peaceful res revolution and that is where it got interesting because it's tough to c get an entire city of people to commit to being peaceful when they're scared mm. and uh it's fictional obviously but uh that's is real <laughs> and i don't like real. fiction but i read that book and i was like this is way too real and way too perfect for kind of the state of society and and uh life right now yeah so i was living off the land <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good Fantasy. escape man like i always told myself i didn't i always told myself i didn't like fiction and then i realized that like i needed fiction mm. <laughs> like it can't be so like yeah fantasy is literal all the time so. fantasy is very important any other questions for angel yeah taylor's got one taylor's always got good questions uh i got two actually um one when was the first time like there were like 
imprinted on you that you tapped into that that flow of creative consciousness you were talking about? Uh, probably when I got off tour. Um, it was like 20... What did I say? It was 2017. The, the tour was like March to April. Um, and then I got back home and I was super sad. One, because there was like a bunch of stuff going on. But I was like on this just like high of what I felt was like, you know, free. Like I was very free. I was doing music every day. I was seeing new cities, uh, cities that I'd never been to. Um, and on top of that, being able to play, play music. Um, I was on such a high. And then I came back home and I was like kind of sad about it, you know, that I wasn't there anymore. But then it just kind of hit like it was just flowing. I was writing songs like every day, at least like two songs. Um, and I was like, oh, shit, this is this is like where I want to be. This is really what it is. Um, and I've always been kind of tapped in to myself uh, because I've had to be. I mean, I grew up in a small, small town that me personally, I wasn't necessarily accepted because um, it's it's a small conservative town. We we hold the record for the most churches. Um, and like, so I've always like had the, uh, had the information that I knew that I had to be within, um, like always make sure my insides are good basically. Um, and again, that translates through everything that I do, but that was probably when I was like, yeah, this is, this is what it is. So. That was awesome. Uh, my second question is, as an artist, which one's more um, important to you? Like, which one's higher on the pedestal, creation or expression? Probably expression. Because if I'm not expressing, then I'm suppressing. Um, and that suppression will, poof, suppression will, like, run you dry and and then put you into a hole and then you don't even understand why you're in that hole because you've been suppressing these things for so long. Uh, then that whatever situation happened that caused you to suppress, the situation's gone, but the feeling's still there. So definitely expression because I can express all day and feel amazing, but I can sit and try to create something and not make something and then feel shitty. So it would definitely be expression, whether that's writing a sentence of how I felt or, you know, paragraph or writing a song about how I felt or playing a couple chords that made me feel good. Like that's just it's it's, it's expression for sure. Do you feel like that takes pressure off you as an artist? Yes, because um, I try to I really try to make sure I'm not so fixated on the releasing of creation. Because a question that I always ask myself, and I think most creators should, is like, if you didn't have the outlet to to release it, would you still be making it? Um, And I like to ask that to like fellow musicians or just fellow creators with the internet these days. If we didn't have the internet, how many people would be releasing or making things that they do? Because a lot of people only make things just to put it on the internet. And just to like get this, whether it be instant gratification or acknowledgement, da 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 da, whatever it may be. Like, are you making it for you? Or are you making it for people to see? Because um, I've got shit that people will never see, but I made it, and I expressed that, and that's what it is. Like, it's that's what it is. It's not about releasing it. It's not about getting anybody's opinion on it. It's because I made it and i love it but sometimes i make it and not love it but that's not the point it's like the real the the expression of it yeah i love that man yeah it takes me back to where this all started you know just talking about you know creating expressing hopefully making people feel mm-hmm. like that's what we can do for each other as human beings no matter what your outlet is or the way it is that you express yourself 
Um, you know, maybe that's just smiling at a stranger or you know, picking up a guitar and playing a song. But, you know, there's ways that we can acknowledge each other and and uh, use our energy to, you know, create a better world for one another. And, and each and every one of us have the ability to do that. Um, so that's the goal. Let's do that. That is the goal. Like even last night, like when me and Austin were walking through alleys, like I saw I saw this person. It was like a little truck yard no one was there other than them so uh, we were walking by and i just waved and he kind of like hesitated at first but then he waved but i'm i'm super in tune like energetically so i know for a fact it was like oh damn like they waved like they acknowledged like they they saw me uh and at the end of the day anybody that's all anybody wants is to be heard is to be seen Mm -hmm. Um, and that's it is to be heard and be seen. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really what I try to, you know, I would say project. That's what I try to do, whether it be for myself or for somebody else. Um, which has kind of gotten me into little binds because even with the band, like I wanted them to be there with me. Like that was my biggest thing. I was like, I love you guys. I want y'all to be here with me, but you know, that this and that. I know that story well. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It is. Because yeah. also, I mean, even when I was like 16, I I still have this um, kind of endeavor that I want to do as far. I used to feed the homeless when I was a kid, like with my family. We'd make, you know, these huge buckets of chili and just go out. Um, so that's always been instilled in me as far as like helping. Um, I always want to help. I, I want to start you know, a nonprofit, being able to feed the homeless. I've got plenty blueprints of the business. Um, but just helping, like, I just want to help yeah. in any way that I can. That's like, I, I didn't grow up thinking that I wanted to do music, Yeah. but it was an avenue for me to be able to make people feel and to be able to make people not feel alone and and all that, especially like what my favorite artists have done for me is like making me understand I'm not alone, making me understand that I'm not in the dark. Um, Cause nobody, nobody's actually in the dark. We may feel like we're in the dark, but nobody is actually in the dark. Um, and it just takes people like myself, people like you, people like everybody here that can kind of extend that arm or wave or make a song that makes them you know feel like they're being hugged or whatever the case may be i can go on for days yeah it's just being heard being seen yeah that was the first thing that came to my mind when you had said everybody wants to you know feel heard or um be seen and you know was the homeless you know it's a lot of people want to bitch and complain about the homeless problem here in austin and it's like man what what are you going to do about it again? Mm-hmm. I've asked that so many times yeah. when I talk about problems here in Austin. It's like, all right, you're bitching about it. What are we going to do about yeah, it? Because there's another. It's like, man, you know, I always try to just at least wave or smile at, you know, the homeless when I see them. Like, that's not enough. But it is because imagine going through a world or a life where nobody will look you in the eye or acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. You know, I would break some windows. Yeah. Straight up. Whether you're breaking windows or you break down. Yeah, and, like, and you have to acknowledge people as people and meet them where they're at. And, like, there's so many ways that we can serve, especially artists or people with platforms or, you know, people that are hoping to grow. If you're doing it for the right reasons, you want to grow, you want to expand your platform so that you can do more good with it. Exactly. So you can inspire more people or help out where you can. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, man, I see you doing that. It's beautiful, man. So. Thank which you. is another thank you which yeah. is another big thing with like deep Ellum. like yeah. when i was down there busking like i knew every homeless person down there yeah and i made my you know i made my little money yeah. and then i go around yo you need like anything like here's a couple dollars here's yeah. this like you want a beer like anything to like be able to know that they're like not alone yeah but i can go down there now and i don't see any of them like they're not there anymore and it hurts like it actually really hurts um 
Because, you know, when you build relationships with people and then they disappear, it's kind of like, shit, you're gone. Yeah. Um, don't know where they are, da 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 whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's just about helping. That's sure. my whole thing is just helping. That's great, man. Whether it be with animals, you know. Yep. I worked I worked for uh animal shelter for like a year and a half. Very taxing emotionally, but you know, it was what I wanted to do at the time and it uh kind of fell into the me dropping out and not becoming a veterinarian. Um I was able to like get a lot of certifications and things through through this job. Um we had to work with animals and and you know take in this specifically there's this german shepherd named princess she was scared like just super scared of everything and super scared of men specifically um and every day i would go in you know and sit in her kennel while she just sits there and growls at me you know i wasn't worried about getting bit i've been bit by dogs plenty of times um but just like just that concept not necessarily that specific instance but but that concept of being able to take the time and and just sit with and let them express and let them you know release whatever hurt or trauma or anything that has been caused to where they reach a point where they're you know it's no longer there and now they can run around and 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 chase you and chase tennis balls and it's just like one of the most beautiful things I've I've experienced personally. Yeah. Uh or you know, you got a horse that is super scared of everything. I got a horse who fucking ran through a fence. Um because she you know, she doesn't trust anything around her. Um but then, you know, a year later, you know, she's she's following you and she's eating out of your hand and and she's letting you lean on her and lay on her like it's just good yeah <laughs> just good things yep mirrors yeah all mirrors yeah well, that's great man well thank you so much for coming on man and opening up about all this like there's so much inspiration and you know you know quotable you know things that are going up on an angel's head man and Too i can't many. wait to listen to it back and <laughs> and uh yeah, just watch through it again. But yeah, um, yeah I'd love to to open it up and listen to some music. Yeah, if yeah. Want to stick around and let's play. And, uh, let's play. Yeah, let's play a little bit. But <laughs> thanks sure, again for, for coming sure. on, man. Thank so you, much man. fun. Thank you. <laughs> Big love for sure. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.